Let's foray into Nevada's wild spaces. This is a half an hour adventure with the Nevada Department of Wildlife. This is Nevada Wild. Here on this Welcome to Nevada Wild, brought to you by the Nevada Department of Wildlife. I'm Ashley Sanchez, here with Aaron Keller on Zoom. And today, we have Upland Game Staff Specialist, Sean Espinoza. Thanks for joining, Sean. No problem. Thanks for having me, Ashley. Of course. And then we also have Damon Booth with Chucker Chasers Foundation. It's awesome to have you here, Damon. Thanks for joining. Good to be here. Thank you for having me. Of course, and the reason you two are the perfect people to have on here is we are talking about chucker hunting and really any upland game hunting you guys want to cover. So we have um, the opener on October 10th, so we're getting excited for it, and we thought you two would be the perfect guests. Damon, do we could start with you and talk a little bit about chucker chasers foundation since this is the first time we've had you guys on yeah quick quick little rundown of chucker chasers foundation essentially started doing a dinner in reno um fundraising for uh conservation and youth uh, exposure to the uplands and from that you know all money raised at the reno dinner stays in nevada and reached out to you guys at the department of wildlife and spoke with keller uh extensively on working together for for a youth chucker hunt, and we've had successful youth chucker hunts in the past. Unfortunately, I had to postpone uh, the youth chucker hunt that was actually going to be on the 26th last weekend, but it's been a great partnership with you guys to and get them involved in a controlled setting where we get them on birds, go through some safety uh, tips and techniques, and then go through a little Upland 101, and they get an opportunity to shoot birds over uh, bird dogs and then we that typically coincides with the youth chucker season so then after running them through a couple um, you know opportunities to get on birds uh, pen raise birds then we say all right go out and, and uh, go chase some wild birds and so it's been a great partnership and uh, you know for a young foundation a fairly new foundation uh, we've done a lot in the last couple of years very cool and those are the partnerships that we love having it helps partnerships like that help us get our message out there get people connected with hunting so we love having that partnership too aaron were you going to add something yeah i think uh you know a lot of groups kind of start that way where it's kind of just some hunting buddies that get together and then they want to do something a little bit more than just go hunting together they want to pass it on to the next generation and <clears throat> these guys do a great job with the, the mentored youth hunts that they do and um, they've given back a bunch of um, volunteer time and funding to uh, Nevada Hunter Education and uh, yeah just a great great group of guys and girls but uh, yeah no it, it's it's cool we have a diverse group of board members and you know everyone has the story everyone hunts differently ever got exposed to the uplands uh, you know, through different uh, ways and mentorships and opportunities. And so it's, I think it's unique that we're able to pass that on and then share those stories with other individuals that are, are, are starting to get involved in it. And Sean, um, we brought you in. We have Damon's representing Chucker Chasers Foundation, excuse me. And then we have Sean here 
with NDOW um, to go over some of the hunting opportunity we'll have across the state this year. So Sean, do you wanna, let's just get into it. And do you wanna talk about the surveys that were conducted this year? Sure. Um, you know, we're doing them a little bit differently. Well, quite a bit differently than we used to do them in the past. Uh, we've discontinued the aerial surveys uh, and really the inception of the, the ground surveys began mostly in earnest last year. And then we added several uh, survey routes this year. And those are included in, in the forecast that we put out a few weeks ago. Um, and I would say overall, you know, they're not quite as reliable as the aerial density surveys because you're not covering as much ground as quickly uh, as, as you can on, on when you're doing driving routes or, or foot routes. Um, and one of the other issues we have with these driving and, and foot routes is that um, you don't hit a lot of these spots in optimal times. Um, so, you know, chucker come to water and they spend a little bit of time there, but they're not there all day. So um, when you're walking these canyon bottoms, um, you really want to hit, you know, sort of those mid-morning or late afternoon hours. And we're hit, when we're hitting multiple routes per day, sometimes you don't hit all of them at the, at the most opportune time. Um, you're doing them, you know, basically in the heat of the summer, um, hopefully avoiding any sort of precipitation type events or anything like that. So the birds have to use water. And, you know, you're basically walking an entire water course, hoping to find coveys of birds to get an estimate of production. Um, that's probably the most important thing other than your sample size. And sample size, you know, total birds, we'd like to have over 100 birds sampled to get a good estimate of, of production. And we kind of feel that, you know, anywhere north of, say, 4.5 chicks per adult or five chicks per adult, somewhere in there is usually indicative of a fairly good uh, production period, um, whereas, you know, less than that, if we're, if we're down in the two realm per adult, then that's not so great. But if we're, we're above, say, six or seven, then things are looking really good. And if we have a good sample size, then we're pretty happy about that. Um, now, given those metrics, sometimes, like I said, we don't hit uh, some of these survey routes at optimal times. So there's a little bit of error rate in there that is introduced and uh, it's a little bit imperfect. But overall, I think it gives folks a decent idea of what to expect for the upcoming season. It gets mm -hmm. us excited. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I was going to say. It's like every year that the chucker forecast, which is what all those numbers kind of boil down to, um, when that comes out, everybody kind of starts you know, checking it out and seeing kind of what's looking good and texting their buddies and kind of getting ready, right? Yeah, figuring out that game plan. Yeah, and I think, you know, in general, we can say for the most part, uh, I think for where people normally like to go chucker hunting, uh, I think it's going to be better than, than last year. Uh, we have some areas like the central portion of the state, which have been really good, you know, in Churchill and uh, portions of, of Lander County and Mineral County. Um, not as productive this year, but still uh, good bird numbers overall, but just not the production 
whereas some portions of northwestern Nevada, we have a lot better production this year. Uh, so it's going to bump bird numbers up from last year, and there'll be a lot of younger birds this year. So folks should be able to get uh, in range of coveys this year early on, rather than, you know, seeing those coveys flush at 60, 70 yards uh, on opening weekend. Now, is, awesome. is there any, with those new counts, Sean, is there any <clears throat> kind of consideration for the use of technology? I mean, I believe you guys, Endow is using an app for kind of hunter reporting, but is there any type of surveys that are going to be you know, done or conducted with technology, like, you know, video or some type of, um, you know, j just for rather than just the drive and the walk uh, surveying, is there, you know, any consideration for that? Um, we have a few biologists that put up cameras on water developments and at certain springs. Um, and that, although it doesn't necessarily factor into the survey routes. It provides the biologist with some uh, estimate of production. So uh, he might be able to use that information um, to help, you know, with hunters that call in uh, and so forth. And then a lot of people have asked about drones in the past. And the issue with drones is, is how far you can fly them, when you can fly them, um, and the ability of that camera to see birds on the ground is, is not as easy as you might think it is uh, when you're flying a drone over a water course, uh, just because it, it's hard to recognize um, adults from juveniles and it's hard to recognize all of the birds in the cubby. So the human eye, the difference between the human eye and, and the drone is pretty drastic when you're doing a survey like that. Gotcha. I also hear that with the drones that uh, they almost see it as a predator and may not flush or, you know, they'll hold tight. So it's even more difficult. Yeah, I've never, I've never experienced uh, flying a drone over a covey of chucker yet, but I can tell you that, you know, being in the helicopter, even you don't flush all the birds, but you do see them running on the ground in between sagebrush and uh, sometimes in and out of the willows, and so you're able to view them, but that'd be very tough to be able to account for those when you're flying a drone. Good questions, Damon. I'm glad you got in there and asked some questions. <laughs> um, so for those of you who do want to view our trucker forecast, it is on our website, endow.org, and we've posted it on Facebook, so be sure to check that out, but we're actually already out of time for the first half of the podcast. It's going fast today. So keep listening. We'll be right back after this quick break. You're listening to Nevada Wild. If you enjoy listening to our podcast, leave us a review on iTunes and SoundCloud. For more information on hunting, fishing, boating, and all things wildlife, go to endow.org. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Nevada Wild. Today we are talking about chucker hunting and really just upland game hunting in general. We have the opener on October 10th. And the youth hunt is currently going on right now. And we have our Upland Game staff specialist, Sean Espinosa here, along with 
Damon Booth with Trucker Chasers Foundation. So thanks again, both of you, for being here. And uh, Sean, we wanted to get in. We discussed during the break, you actually went out hunting this last weekend for the youth trucker hunt, which will continue going on. People still have time to get out there through this Sunday. Yeah, Ashley, and I was pleasantly surprised with um, the number of birds that uh, we observed during the weekend. I mean, the, the kids were essentially in birds most of the day, uh, hearing birds, uh, calling across canyons and uh, trying to figure out ways to get close to them and so on and so forth. But um, uh, I did not see a bunch of people out, uh, you know, to a degree that's unfortunate because we do have that opportunity available. So uh, you would like to see more youth experiencing that. Um, but overall, I thought it was a, it was a, it was a great hunt for the kids. Um, good bird numbers, like I said, and uh, you know, I guess in terms of pointers, I would say that, you know, find, find canyons with a good uh, stream or, or water sources, uh, springs throughout. And, um, you know, some of these places can be pretty steep and rocky. So uh, I would suggest, and, and, and we violated this rule several times, but, um, you know, the keep, keep the kids on the road or keep the kids uh, walking up a trail uh, up the canyon and uh, take advantage of those birds that are coming in and out of water with the kids. Um, if you give chase, you often find yourself in a pretty precarious situation and uh, trying to figure out how to get back down some of those uh, steep cliffs and, and rocky uh, outcrops can be a little tricky for the kids. So it's always good to keep them in a little bit more, uh, a little bit easier terrain, a little bit easier situation where you can catch the birds coming on and off water. And then you also have opportunities uh, this year, it seems like quail did very well in some of these canyons. Um, and so there was quail opportunities as well. What about Hungarian partridges? Is that season open for youth? That season is open for youth. Um, and I would say that if, if folks are interested in Hungarian partridge, then uh, you know, at least for Humboldt County, the, the west side of the Santa Rosas is always a popular spot. But man, have they really expanded their numbers in uh, portions of Elko County, um, particularly out east of Midas and then uh, north of Wells. Uh, Hungarian partridge populations are, are looking pretty good this year. And, uh, you know, we've had some, while doing the chucker surveys, we noted um, a, a fairly decent production year for Hungarian partridge out there as well. Although those, those guys can be a little bit more difficult to target than, than chuckers. Exactly. Good information for sure for parents taking their kids out. And Damon, this may be a question for you. How important is it to, you know, get kids out there started young? I know that's a huge goal of your foundation is just getting kids involved in hunting. So how important is that? I think it's a cool opportunity. I mean, with Sean being surprised to not see that many people out, um, he must have kept his secret spot uh, pretty secure. Uh, to take his kids to but but I you know I think it's an awesome opportunity for youth to, to be able to go out and get on birds that yes typically with the warmer weathers are going to be on water um, and before the the mad uh, you know the mad house with opening on the 10th of October uh, it's typically a rat race to certain chucker spots um, and hopefully everyone is is respectful when it comes to seeing a truck in a canyon and they just kick over to the next canyon 
but I think it's, you know, awesome for the kids. They get to explore and really see some chucker country. As, as Sean mentioned, I mean, it's, it's rough terrain. And so if you have an opportunity to just drive out and find a water source and utilize, you know, your phone to locate water, um, Google Earth or Onyx or pick up a guzzler map, you know, I think it's easy uh, to come up on some water sources for how dry it's been and then increase the opportunity for youth to, uh, you know, get, get some shooting in. And we always say upland game hunting is one of the easiest, most fun ways to get started. So it's a great opportunity. Keller, were you going to say something? I see you're unmuted. Yeah, for, for me, it's, uh, you know, a, a youth or a kid doesn't, they don't need to shoot a limit to feel like they had a good time, right? You could go out and shoot one bird or just get a bunch of shots and then catch lizards the rest of the day and kids love it. And uh, this time of year is a great time. September, beginning of October is a great time to get out into Nevada. And uh, I just, I think it's awesome that we have it, that it goes so long, that it's not just one day, that yeah. you can plan around your work schedule, you can plan around school um, and get kids out. And there's not really an excuse to not go out and at least try it. Um, you can, like Sean and Damon have both said, that birds are, I mean, they're keyed into water and you can usually find roads or decent trails to walk on. So you're basically doing a nature hike with a shotgun with a chance of getting some birds. And I, I just think it's really cool that it, it lasts so long. Exactly. And Sean, do you have any suggestions? I know you don't want to give away any of your spots, but any just general locations for people to go out to? Yeah, you know, I think um, the, the forecast um, has some of those spots uh, kind of nested within the, the text there. But, um, you know, for Humboldt County, I think um, the, the Black Rocks and, and the Pine Forest uh, both are going to offer a, a decent amount of opportunities. Uh, the Santa Rosas are, are a bit of an, an enigma. Um, you know, last year we didn't have a very good survey in there, but people who hunted that late said that they did fairly well. So that was interesting. Um, our biologists that, that flew for bighorn sheep in there uh, during bighorn sheep surveys did not uh, note a lot of birds there. So um, it's not a place that maybe I would recommend, at least for, you know, the, the early portion of the season or for youth hunters. Um, and then, uh, you know, in, in Places a little bit closer to Reno. I think, um, you know, east of Fallon, the Sand Springs Range offers some opportunities. That's, you know, water development based. So that may be a, a good spot for, you know, folks to have a water development atlas and then take, take the kids out to some of those water developments and see what they can find. Um, beyond that, um, you know, northwest of Gerlach, um, Wall Canyon Reservoir offers some great fishing this time of the year, and, and there's a decent number of birds there available too. So uh, I think that did get hit pretty hard, the, the opener of the youth season, um, but I still think there's going to be plenty of birds available out there. And then we're providing a lot of information here, but um, we're actually partnering with, if you listen to this and want even more insight to get started on your hunt, say you're taking your family out, or I guess that might be past the youth, but say you're headed out hunting, uh, we're gonna have a webinar. Damon, do you wanna talk a little bit about that? And now is partnering up with you to give a webinar? 
Yeah, actually, Chucker Chaser Foundation is partnering with you guys. Uh, it was, you know, we're fortunate yeah. to be asked uh, one on this, but then for a um, webinar on Tuesday the sixth, and it's essentially going to cover more in-depth detail on uh, up the uplands and birds, and go through a little upland 101 on what to pack. I think preparation is always important. You know, it's, it's awesome to get youth out and get exposed and get on birds and an opportunity to shoot. And as, you know, Keller said, it's not about a limit. You know, if, if they bag one, awesome. If, if they shoot at one, uh, great. I mean, just to see them in the wild is, is you know, a, a thrill in itself. Um, so, you know, in, in getting uh, ready to go out, though, I think preparation is key. So, um, you know, you, you don't want to have a, a trip be ruined because you didn't pack uh, appropriately. Uh, with our Nevada weather that could change so suddenly. So yeah, it'll be a, a little webinar going over the uplands, going over what to pack, and then a, a brief discussion as to what Chucker Chaser Foundation is, what we're looking forward to, and uh, hopefully in 2021, we'll be able to have our youth chucker hunt since this year they got postponed. Definitely, and people yeah, can... So, oh, yeah, this, well, I was going to say, this will be a real good example of what Damon and the trucker chasers do at the mentored youth hunts that we hold or that we partner with. And uh, because of circumstances this year, we had to postpone them, but this is basically a virtual version of, of what they do in front of the, the kids that come out for the mentored hunt. And you could get registered for that just by headed, heading to Endow's Facebook, go to our events page and it's posted there. So you could get registered for that. And then for updates on the youth hunt, Damon, is there anywhere you want to send people to just to keep checking for updates or say yeah. to get involved with you guys? Essentially, we're the foundation's big on transparency. Uh, money raised this year at the Reno dinner um, that was at the depot here locally uh, stays in Nevada. And so with those funds, they do directly go towards the youth chucker hunt and then conservation efforts. And we just try to update, you know, where that money's going to. We just donated to end out for a, uh, you know, some of those funds for a survey for, I think, I believe, in, and Shauna would know more, but for, you know, fiscal year 2021. And so that's, you know, for the conservation effort side of things. And then for these youth chucker hunts on our website, it's chuckerchasers.com forward slash foundation. We just keep a running log of what the foundation has done over the years. And so although it does say, the September 26th youth hunt was postponed. Hopefully for 2021, we'll have a updated youth chucker hunt location and how people can sign up. Remember, um, the youth hunt ends. We have one more weekend for you to get out there. That ends on this Sunday, October 4th. And um, if your kids are under 12 they, and they live here in Nevada, they don't need a hunting license. If they are older, head to endowlicensing.com, get your hunting licenses and get out there. And then our opener is on October 10th. So some information here to get you started. Is there any other insight you guys wanna give? We have just a couple minutes left. If there's anything else anyone here wants to say. Yeah, I, I just wanted to add to what you just said, Ashley, in that, because I just got this question, is that the, youth hunt is not residency specific. So if you're outside of Nevada and you're listening to this and you wanna come over and, and try your hand at trucker hunting or bring your kids over, it's, it's not just Nevada residents only. So anybody can come. I think that's an awesome opportunity for our neighboring states. Yes, Aaron and I both got that question from a few people in California who are gonna be here for the weekend. So why not if you're here? 
um, with your kids, take them out. So Sean, anything else you want to say? No, just uh, conditions are extremely dry out there. I mean, it's been a harsh summer. There's no doubt about it. And, um, you know, the, it's a stressful time for a lot of uh, wildlife species. So, you know, try and camp away from water, water holes, um, you know, um, you know, no campfires this time of the year because of the conditions, uh, you know, stay warm using, using some kind of Mr. Heater Buddy or something like that at night. Um, you know, try and do your part to prevent wildfires as much as we can because we're still probably, I would say that this is the height of fire season as much as August was. So be, be uh, cognizant of that. Yeah, definitely good information to be giving out right now. So, yeah, a lot, a lot of Nevadans have been knocking on wood when they talk about that we've kind of been okay. Yes, exactly. So nobody wants to jinx it. Definitely. And remember, responsible recreation when you're out there. So, well, Absolutely. thank you all for joining us. I appreciate it. Thank you, everyone, for listening. That does it for this week's Nevada Wild. again next week for our next adventure, Nevada Wild. It's a production of the Nevada Department of Wildlife.